You're listening to the Anthony Mercurio Performance Podcast, a show dedicated to breaking down elite sports performance and fitness. My name is Anthony Mercurio, and I've worked with thousands of athletes over the last 15 years of strength and conditioning. And if you're looking for ways to improve your speed, jumping ability, or just overall athleticism, then this is the show for you. Let's get after it. And welcome back to another episode of the Anthony Mercurio Performance Podcast. We're up to episode number 25, which is kind of wild because that's almost half a year. So we've been doing this for 25 weeks, one episode per week, sit down, jam on a topic, 10, 12, 15 minutes, and then get on with my day and you can get on with your life. So I'm going to give a little shout out to my girl, Shantae, aka the Movement Maestro on Instagram. When we had the Prime Podcast, which still lives somewhere in the world, and we have a couple of, quite a few great episodes on there, we had spent time finding guests, doing longer form interview podcasts, like kind of everybody does, and we would edit them and and add stuff, do promos, do this, do that, all this other kind of stuff. And it became very cumbersome of a task, very difficult to kind of maintain getting great guests, you know, finding times that worked on everyone's schedule, so on and so forth. So when I wanted to reboot this and kind of flip the gear a little bit or flip the switch, um, Shantae had suggested doing solo podcasts and making them shorter so I can then do them whenever I have time don't have to, I don't really edit them at all. I just kind of talk and, and riff about a topic for a little bit. And then I just upload it and you guys get to listen to it. So there's really no editing afterwards and there's no extra stuff. I don't have to find a guest. I don't have to find times at work, whatever works for me, 12, 15 minutes and we're good to go. And with that said, it's allowed me to be consistent for 25 weeks now. And one of the things that if you ever read the book James by James Clear, Atomic Habits, he talks about if you want to create a habit or if you want to get things done, you have to make it easy to do and you have to kind of remove some of the barriers. So if I wanted to make this easier and make it a sustainable thing, I needed to one, make it short. I don't have a ton of time, especially during the school year in my schedule over the summer. Maybe I'll do a couple longer form ones. We'll see. My schedule is a little bit more available. And I can maybe find some guests to spend some time with. But during the school year, I don't have a ton of time. So I'm a physical, if you didn't know, I'm a physical education teacher during the day. And then I own a strength and conditioning facility, Prime Movement Performance, where I'm there before school and I'm there after school working with adult population. I have personal training clients. I have strength and conditioning athletes, you know, high school and college athletes that I work with. So my schedule is pretty jam-packed. In addition, I'm also, I have a, I'm a father. I have three beautiful daughters, I'm married, you know, we just bought a house. So there's all these different things, all these different variables that go into my day. And this particular thing to make it easy and to make it sustainable and to give myself opportunities. So I have a microphone set up in three different locations. So whenever I have time or the, the will, you know, the, the ideas pop into my head, I have, I can do it. I can do it at home. I have one in my office at school and I have one in my office at the gym. So I have three different, podcast setups and I just plug my computer in, start record on my Adobe Audition, which is what I use it in. And then I'm ready to roll and get this done. So if there's any habit that you're trying to do, make it easy. If there's a habit you're trying to break, make it difficult. So one of the habits that I've kind of 
weirdly got back into, I don't even know when I, if I ever did it before, is eating cereal at night as like a snack. Um, probably this last year, I don't know if it's just the stress or the, uh, the, the addition of all these different things happening, but it's kind of like a comforting thing to do at night. And if I wanted to change that habit, which I probably will very soon, and I would remove it from our kitchen cabinets. So by removing the, the cereal, it makes it difficult to then have cereal. And if it makes it difficult, you can easily change that habit or replace it with something different. So if we're trying to create a habit from scratch, we want to make it easy. And if we want to try to remove a habit, we want to make it difficult. So there's just a, a little uh, tidbit on habits. Last week, I had kind of asked some folks for some ideas for topics for this particular podcast. And one of the um, ideas from coach Jake 27 on Instagram, how would you structure a summer speed and agility camp for your youth athletes? That's a pretty easy topic because this is pretty much what we do every summer. And this is what, how we structure our strength and conditioning program at prime movement performance that we run. Traditionally, like the gold standard for strength and conditioning is four times a week. And if you can get athletes in four times a week, this is how I would structure it. And then I'll break it down if we're going to do three times a week or two times a week shortly after. So four times a week, here's how we structure it. We do um, two linear days. So linear would be straight ahead. And the first day, usually Mondays, we'll focus on acceleration. So the first phase of running, and this is kind of the part of, for most most field and court sport athletes, this is the most important aspect of their straight ahead speed. Because a lot of times you're starting from zero or you're exploding fast to get to top speed as fast as possible. So acceleration plays a huge role. And then the second day, which is usually, you know, for our split, we go Monday through Thursday straight through and give like a longer weekend. So Wednesday for us would be a max velocity day. So working on top end speed. So that's longer sprints, that we're trying to create duration for, we're trying to sustain a speed after acceleration. So that's kind of how we would do our linear speed. And I can break it down drills a little bit if, if we have some time at the end. On Tuesday would be our first kind of change of direction day. So lateral agility and speed. And what that looks like for the first day is more change of direction. So being quick, um, getting in and out of breaks, um, moving laterally in a quick and, and agile way. Uh, we do our vector conditioning. We'll do some different vector change of direction patterns and we'll do a lot of, you know, maybe like extensive plyometrics where we're working on foot and, and change of direction stuff in a, in a high volume, high volume. Cause a lot, again, in sport, what we see is that change of direction doesn't happen very frequently where athletes are, are doing things at like a hundred percent effort. A lot of times, you know, especially like in a soccer or basketball, we might be jogging and then we have to quickly change direction and explode. So you want to work on those kind of extensive or lower level or lower intensity changes of direction because they can carry over better into our sport. And then on Thursday, then we'll work on lateral speed. So here we might want to work fast. So think playing defense and your crossover running. If you're playing, you know, full court defense, you got to be able to move fast um, in that lateral movement as well as change of direction out of those fast things to cover ground and do those sorts of things. And we also try in those environments, we try to create games that correlate with the movements that we're trying to do. So if we're working on acceleration, we might do some belly races where it kind of carries over into the acceleration where we're getting up off the floor and racing each other, you know, making it a co competitive atmosphere to accelerate. 
if we're doing change of direction stuff, we might play tag. You know, we might allow our athletes to do, you know, they've been really liking, we, we started playing flag tag recently where athletes just have flags from flag football and you got to kind of get the two flags and you're out. Um, allows them to get some quick change of their direction. They're, they're in a game-like environment. We also like the game triple in this situation, which is also a fan favorite to allow us to get a lot of change of direction patterns in a competitive atmosphere. And then we'll do our max velocity sprints. Here we like to compete on the treadmill. So we'll try to get max speed and kind of hold it for as long as possible. And then on our lateral uh, speed days, we can again, we'll, we'll try to do some stuff like that where we might do a, a 5-10-5 pro agility drill to make it competitive and just try to either incorporate competitive drills or games to allow us to move in these fashions to that are going to carry over. And that's kind of the structure of it. And then, you know, we'll gradually start with some easier drills and try to progress to more intense drills as the summer goes on. But I have a, a database of a million different drills that will work, whether it's, you know, some basic footwork drills or some basic kind of uh, tra- traditional kind of track drills. You know, we'll use some old like football linebacker and D-back drills for agility and change of direction. They are all kind of like kind of carry over to everything else. Then you try to incorporate implements and make it fun. And that's how I would structure a four-day week thing. And if I was doing that only twice a week, then you can kind of change how we do some of that stuff by just breaking it down in different ways. So maybe if I'm going twice a week, I might just focus you know, half of the session on acceleration and half on change of direction. And then the next day, half on, you know, lateral speed and, and half on max speed in terms of linear stuff. So if you had, you know, like sometimes we'll, we, when we do our free speed and agility camps in the evening, it's only twice a week. So on, on, we try to hit both linear and lateral movement in both days, but obviously you can't hit all four components. So on Tuesday, we might hit one acceleration and then change of direction because they can kind of carry over to each other. So that quick explosive movement out out of the brakes. And then we might do like the top end speed work on the Thursday and then try to incorporate some games and stuff that carry over to both and allow us to get the most work possible. And if we're going three times a week, we might go like a A, B, A type day. So A would be linear, um, B would be lateral, A would be linear, and then the following week it would be like B, A, B. So B would be lateral again. So then one week you might get two linear days, and the next week you'll get two lateral days to kind of balance it out. And I would just keep throwing different, you know, drills and stuff that kind of carry over, but also have progressions to your drills to allow them to, to continue to work. So we might work, an example of an acceleration thing, we might do some heavy sled marches early on to refine mechanics because a sled march forces you into proper acceleration mechanics then we might go into after two weeks of that maybe go into some sled bounding where the sled is a little bit lighter and we could bound we're still working the acceleration mechanics then we might go a very light sled with a harness and some chains or a very light sled behind us to allow again we're getting some of that forced um proper mechanics. You know, we try to do as many drills and and skills that we can, even in the weight room that are kind of self-correcting. And sometimes the sled is a self-correcting mechanism that allows us to get into the acceleration patterns and kind of angles that we're looking for without us having to coach it up a lot. And it's a great tool to, to use. You can do this with lateral movements as well. So we might do, you know, for our lateral speed day, we might do a sled crossover that allows us to get into it. And then we can do carry over to some other more dynamic movements as we get going. So 
speed and agility, one of the things that I think has coached the least, and mainly because like I just said, I, I can name a ton of things that we incorporate and that's just a very small snippet of kind of what it looks like. But then how do you fill that 45 minutes of time for speed and agility? And I think some of the common things that people try to try to do is they do too much conditioning and call it speed and agility. But if we're gasping for air and we're really tired and we can't give maximum effort and maximum intent with the drills and movements, then we're not really working speed. We're just getting it in better shape, which is okay. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're trying to improve speed and agility. Hope that helps. And that's it for my time. We, we went a little bit over the normal because I can riff about this for a long time. But that's it for this week. Episode 25 in the books. See you next time. Thanks again for listening to the Anthony Mercurio Performance Podcast. If you are enjoying these episodes, please give some reviews, some feedback, some comments. I'd love to hear from you. In addition, you can rate it on whatever platform you're listening to, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you might listen to podcasts. All these things help me to create more content for you and give out as much information as I can. These podcasts are just a way for me to share information that I've learned over the last 20 years um, in sports and performance. Hope you enjoy and we'll see you next time. Peace.